What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. It's Griff. It's Stav. And it's Will. And two very big things are back. First off, us. Second off, the NFL, football, all of that fun stuff is back. We're going to have an NFL-filled episode with some predictions on season awards, um, who we think is going to be in the playoffs, a whole ton of stuff, ending with our week one predictions of the spread of each and every game, all teams playing this week. Of course, week one, we're going to wrap it off with our lock of the week. We're bringing that back once again. I'm here to win for another season. Guys, the NFL is back. We are back, back at school. What do we say? Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome back to Inside the Five. Welcome back to the football seasons. Boys, I woke up this morning and I smelled something. It smelled a little off. And some may be wondering, what is that smell? And you know what I thought? It's fucking football. It's football time. Football is back. The NFL is back. We had a great weekend last weekend with college football, but I don't really give a fuck about college football right now. We're here to talk about the National Football League. Now, we kind of fumbled a little bit with our off-season predictions. Shit happens. We move into school, whatever. We're here to give you the predictions. Overall, you'll get a gist of what we were going to do in those last two conferences anyways, but who cares, all right? And we're going to get things started with our season's predictions. Then we're going to go and give you our playoff teams. We're going to go from the AFC, and then we're going to go to the NFC. Season predictions I meant as in who's going to win an MVP, personal accolades. Then we're going to dive into week one. We're going to give you our prediction for each, every single game from Thursday night football to Monday night football. We're going to go through each game, talk about the spreads, and we're going to give you our lock of the week. A reoccurring theme that we've done every single year, especially with what you guys have done before I even got here. So this is a year-long tradition. We love lock of the week. And Griff, what are you, a two-time winner now? Yeah, and nice intro stuff. Fuck. It's my <laughs> intro did again. No, I was just breaking down. Oh, you're supposed to. Uh, because you just said we had an NFL-packed episode, and so I was just saying, you know what I mean? No, fine, I mean, fine, that's fine. I see how we're going to start this week one. If you want to start, if you want to start just, week one, we can start week one. If you want to do, okay, fine, so we'll put we'll money on it. We'll put, no, no, it's fine. No, we'll put it back. Lock of the weeks, lock of the weeks, lock of the weeks. No, I said we were starting with our season predictions. No, 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 no. We're going to put a – no, because you did that, we're going to put a bet on our lock of the weeks at the end of the season. Okay, what, are we, what what's the stipulation for lock of the week? It's going to be a jersey bet. We're going to do a jersey bet, winner. We're going to start off the season strong. Right, end of season jersey bet. And the best part about it is all of these usually involve Will. Boom, how about a changeup? This has nothing to do with Will. Me against you. Are we just whoever for lock of whoever week? me against you? Whoever has a better record at the end of the regular season has to buy a or has to receive a jersey from the loser. Mono mono. I like it. So to be honest, I'm confused as what I did wrong, but we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're calling it out, I, Griff. I'm never one to back down from a bet. I lost a lot of money this weekend because I was so confident in LSU. You I just wanted to start things off high here. Yeah. I just wanted to find anything I could Riff, say. Riff, let's do it. Uh, stipulations. If we tie, it's um, it goes into the playoffs. Uh, no, if we tie, we'll have to buy us both jerseys. Bet. No, if you tie, you buy me a jersey if I'm ahead of you guys. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. All right, yeah. let's get things started with talking about our season predictions for per, uh, personal accolades. And we'll start with the big one. We'll talk about MVP, and we'll go in order in which we have it uh, documented here on our notes. So starting with MVP, the biggest award probably in football other than the Super Bowl. I'll get things started. I got Trevor Lawrence. I, it's just one of those things. He, How he finished last year – is something that I really can't take for granted. And I'm very high on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's getting essentially his wide receiver one back, even though he's never really played with him. But Calvin Ridley's going to be on that team. That receiving core is awesome. 
Etienne's a great running back. That offensive line solidified. I trust Doug Peterson as a coach. We'll get into that. But I have uh, Trevor Lawrence taking home his MVP in his third year. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars take that next step to be a contender led by Trevor Lawrence. I think it's Justin Herbert MVP season loaded this week. He starts off his campaign this season. He comes off with a hard start against the Dolphins, running right for the rest of the season. I, I, I don't know how I completely feel about the Chargers as a team this season, but I think he's going to lead that offense to great, great things. I think he's going to break a lot of records this year. I think he's going to come out, do his thing, and prove why he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be – should be pretty rare here, but we have three totally different answers, but three quarterbacks – uh, nonetheless, all AFC quarterbacks as well. I got Josh Allen to wrap it up. Surprise, no Pat Mahomes bets. Uh, we're not originals. Um, I, I like Buffalo a lot this year. I like them for a few reasons. Last year, my opinion was an upset or was a disappointment. I feel like they didn't really live up to what they should have been in that Super Bowl or bust. And Josh Allen going into this year with some situations going on with Stephon Diggs in the front office, which – may or may not have happened, may or may not be resolved. Who knows what he has to do? He, Josh Allen needs to step into this next year of leading by example and leading by voice. I feel like Josh Allen's been like kind of the poster boy of this team, and it's been such a great community and all this Buffalo stuff. It's time for Josh Allen to finally go out there, show what he can do when he's giving it 110% each and every play. I don't love the running backs on this team. He's going to have to uh, – move the ball down the field with his own feet himself. I think that he's going to have to take on a bigger workload. I don't like James Cook. I actually hate James Cook. Dalvin Cook is washed up too. Whole family down bad. That's why I think Josh Allen's going to take over. He's going to have to be the running back, and it's going to be similar to the Lamar Jackson MVP season. It's going to happen. There's no doubt about it. That's why I'm rambling. You're just out for blood with this week one NFL season. How's huh, oh, out. You're calling me out. You're calling out the Cook family. I wonder who's next. Now, let's go to the other side of the ball, essentially, with the defensive player of the year. And I'm glad – I'm just looking at what we said. I'm glad that we all picked different things because we all have different things to say. And, Griff, as you said, we're not originals. That's why we didn't pick Patrick Mahomes to win MVP. So, defensive player of the year. I'll get it kicked off. I got Micah Parsons. Uh, Micah Parsons is due to get a bag. He's an absolute force, and he's going to be playing down on that defensive line, essentially, more so than he did as that outside linebacker spot in the middle of the field. And he's going to lead the league in sacks, in my opinion. Uh, him and, him or TJ Watt, it was kind of a coin flip between them, but we're not originals, and I'm not picking TJ Watt to win defensive player of the year. Um, I like Micah Parsons, and in one of the division previews that we did, I said that the Cowboys were going to win the NFC East, and I think that's going to be bolstered by – Micah Parsons dominating on that defensive line, wrecking havoc in the backfield for quarterbacks, and it's going to be really hard to move the ball against them, especially when you have two lockdown corners on the outside with Stephon Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs. When quarterbacks don't have anywhere to throw it, they're going to get sacked, and I think those numbers are just going to be boosted by Micah Parsons. I think this Cowboys defense is going to be a force to be reckoned with. I like that pick. I picked Sauce Gardner. One, I was doing my predictions late, didn't want to copy anyone else's answer because I also really like Micah Parsons and I agree with what you said. But I picked Sauce Gardner. I think he comes out in the second season and he lights it up one like right, right away, gets out there, gets after it. And I think he's going to be a big part of this Jets team. And I think the reason why they win more games is going to be because of him and not because of Aaron Rodgers or anything like that. He's going to be helping out that offense by playing great defense all year long. I like it. I like it. A little DB defensive player of the year. Sauce Gardner has all the tools. In my opinion, it's down to five players. Two of them were named by you guys. Another one, Stav said, TJ Watt. Another one on that list that I actually think is going to win it is Nick Bosa. Um, the 49ers are coming off a year where they were a quarterback away, essentially. And now they have more than enough quarterbacks. They can just go off and ship Trey Lance to Dallas. Um so, I mean, it's only up from there, right? Their, their expectation is to win the Super Bowl. You guys are obviously all very well know that I am a Seahawks fan. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. But this team is led by its defense. And the defensive leader on that team is going to be Nick Bosa this year, not Fred Warner. I think he's going to have a career year. After signing that big contract, he's going to show how much he's worth. He's going to show that he's worth every penny of it, leave no doubt 
uh, in people's minds. I think he's just going to go out and get it this year, and then he's going to hand over the keys to Michael Parsons because he's, I mean, I mean, Michael Parsons might go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest edge rusher to ever do it. So I, I think Bosa's got one more year until Michael Parsons goes on a little run. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Nick, the thing with the 49ers, I expect everyone on that team to be the best player in the league, right? Yeah. And it's one of those things where they're so well coached and that defense just flies around. You know, if you, you said Nick Bosa, if you said Fred Warner, I wouldn't have flinched at all. I think that'd be another great pick. I, yeah. Fred Warner also is just, he's probably, I would say he's probably the best middle linebacker in all of football. Um, and Nick Bosa has the argument to be the best edge rusher in all of football right now too. So we have two edge rushers and a guy in the secondary there. And now let's move on to the young guys, the young guns. Offensive Rookie of the Year. This might contradict what I've said in previous episodes, but I have Anthony Richardson winning this award um, just based off of the reports that have been put out about him. Captain. You know, He's the captain. Yeah. The, the Colts ruled him a captain. They voted him as a team to be a captain, which isn't really too uncommon anymore. I think C.J. Stroud also won that award. Bryce yes. Young probably did too. and But he's one of those guys who – they have a decent receiving core. When you boil it down, they have Michael Pittman. They have Alec Pierce, and that's pretty Mo Alley Cox. <laughs> I mean, they don't really, but that's why it's gonna, I'm trying to talk myself into the Colts doing something. But Anthony Richardson, he puts in the work. All the reports we've seen out of him is how impressed this Colts franchise is of Anthony Richardson. We haven't really heard that about Bryce Young or C.J. Trout. And I think Anthony Richardson was the first quarterback name as a starter out of the rookie class. And yeah. I think he has the highest athletic ceiling out of all of them. I think I, I think he's the best athlete. I think he has the highest ceiling out of all of them. And he can make things happen, especially when Jonathan Taylor may not play for the Colts this year and so on and so forth. I think that he's going to have a really good connection with Michael Pittman. And I think he's going to outperform the other guys in worse scenarios, in my opinion. I like that. I went a little bold. I don't know how bold you guys would think, but I went with Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. Well, um, I think, one, he has a chance to become wide receiver one in his rookie year, which is going to give him a lot of reps, a lot of opportunities out there to do a lot of damage. I don't really love the Giants as a team. They, there's a lot going on there. There's really no one else on that wide receiver core besides him. I think Darius Slayton is listed at wide receiver one, and Saquon's back. But I really think he has an opportunity to make a lot of noise and do a lot of damage this rookie year. Yeah, and I think we all know who I'm taking here. It's Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, for a bit of a different reason. Actually, you could say the opposite reason as Will likes Jalen Hyatt. I just love the the position that Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be put in starting week one. He's going to be in there at the slot. He's going to be returning maybe some punts, maybe some kicks. Um, and he's going to progress his way more into the lineup, get a lot more touches. And I think by week four, week five, we're going to see a lot more of Tyler Lockett in the slot, a little bit more of Jackson Smith and Jigba out wide. And, I mean, still keeping Jigba in that slot position because that's where he really excels. I think he's going to have a hell of a season. There's a ton of targets on that team. Um, I mean, that wide receiver class is stacked. You know, you got DK, you got Tyler Lockett, you got Njigba. You have three starting tight end caliber players, a couple blockers, a couple pass catchers. But it just allows more space to be open for everyone else. I mean, nobody can get doubled on that team because everybody needs to be guarded. It's going to create a lot of space for Jackson Smith and Jigba. And we all saw him in the Rose Bowl against Utah when he has some space. He does stuff like that. So I, I have really high hopes for this kid. This is probably – my top Seahawks draft pick that I like believe in since um since it all fell down with um what's his name, the running back. Oh, what's his name? He retired early. I can't believe I'm blanking on this guy's Thomas name. Thomas Rawls. No, no, no. He was like a good he was good just a few years ago. He was actually like a starting running back. I'm blanking. Who was the quarterback before Kenneth or running back before Kenneth Walker? Oh my god. Penny? Rashad Penny. No, the one before that. Right before that. Penny oh. was his back. Chris uh, Carson. Chris yeah, Carson. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, this is terrible podcasting. But Jackson Smith and Jigba is the first guy I've genuinely believed in since Chris Carson. And Chris Carson was the one that ruined my life. 
Yeah, that's a that's that that's uh that gives you deep rooted trust issues with some rookies, but they're all great picks. All so up to this point, we've all had different players, and now you get to defensive rookie of the year, and this is unanimous for us. And yep. although it is quite obvious, I I think we might all have different reasons as to why Will Anderson's going to win it. I just think he's the best player coming out of the draft. Um, he he's going to dominate the edge, and there's no. In my opinion, there's no other rookie defensively that's going to stand out as much as Will Anderson does this year. That's kind of where I put him. I have a few other nominees who could, but those other rookies are in better situations where they won't stand out as much. That That's kind of where I was, I was going with that. I'm kind of on the same page. I just don't think there's anyone else that's going to be on this level. Um, I like, I, yeah, I guess he's the best player, best prospect out of this draft for sure. And I think the best overall college player that was coming out of the draft. I just think that with this defensive rookie of the year race, being an edge rusher, being someone that goes out there, gets TFLs and gets sacks is like overpowered. Whoever the best edge rusher slash defensive lineman is coming out of the draft has great odds and will most likely win defensive rookie of the year. I'm not trying to say that to bash Will Anderson. That's just how it works. I think Will Anderson's going to be fantastic. And I think that's exactly why I'm taking him to win the award. Um, he's going to get a hell of a lot of sacks. He has nobody to worry about behind him beating him out for reps because that defense is not deep at all. And there's also some injuries lingering throughout that defense as well. So he's going to step in and, I mean, have to be a leader for that uh for that defense, just like Stav picked Anthony Richardson for. It's kind of similar situation for that. Houston Texans defense, there's not a lot of guys that can step up and be like, hey, we need to do this. How about the number two overall pick? Yeah, it, it makes it makes great sense. Um, it just makes sense. That, that's all I kind of want to leave that one at. There's not really much else to say. Well, let's go to coach of the year. And we all have different things, which is great. And I'm going to get it started. I have Doug Peterson. As I said, I'm very high on the Jaguars this year. I said I, will, I have Trevor Lawrence winning MVP, and his coach is going to win Coach of the Year. And we'll get to our predictions later. You'll see where I have the Jaguars ranked in my AFC prediction. And this offense is going to be explosive, and he's an offensive play caller. And when you finish where I have them finishing, it's only obvious that you as a head coach would win coach of the year and i think he completely earns it when you see where this team was two years ago they had the first overall draft pick and now you're talking about them how they're a clear winner of the afc south i i don't really think that there's anyone going to be coming close within three games of them i can't see it and it's just a, a nod to how doug peterson turned this franchise around from what the mess was with urban meyer i mean i i like that pick i have um Dan Campbell winning uh, coach of the year. I think he's going to lead this Lions team to its first division title. I think since like 1993 or something like that, it's going to be a big year for the Lions. I think there's no one else to pick here other than Dan Campbell. All right. I think Will's picked Dan Campbell every year since the podcast has been created. I think he's a Dan Campbell guy. He bites me. I think, I, no, I think I one of Dan. our first episodes was like during that time when he came out with that, like right when he got hired. And Will was like, oh, he's going to win Coach of the Year. And I think he picked I picked, he picked it last year, and now he's picking it again because this is going into our third season. So this has, has to be the year. It has to be the year. Three's a magic number, third time's the charm. Exactly. The stars yeah, are but I, uh, I don't agree with you. Um, I think it's going to be Dennis Allen. Um, if you guys don't know who Dennis Allen is, uh, the head coach of the Saints. Um, yep, the Saints. They're going to win the NFC South. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be wild. There's no doubt about it. But what the thing people don't think about is, is, you know, where are they going to end up in the playoffs? They're going to go deep. This team is deep. This team has a great defense. It has a very, very, very good offense if Alvin Kamara didn't beat up anybody. Well, um, continue. He'll be back. And he'll yeah. be back. They have a ton of receivers. They have a few tight ends as well. They're going to be a hell of a team. Derek Carr is their quarterback, but so what? That's a playoff quarterback. He's been in the playoffs. Didn't really do much, but he's been there. And even the quarterback position is deep. That's a hell of a team. I think that they're going to really, really be like a, 
not a force to be reckoned with, but something that people are going to notice early on in the season, they're going to carry on through Dennis Allen. Congratulations, coach of the year. Um, Griff, I love that pick. I'm also very high on the saints. And a reason why I'm high on the saints is, did you see their schedule? They have the easiest schedule in the NFL. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the funny thing is the whole NFC South, like they obviously have yeah. almost the same schedule, not anymore with the uh, extra game added. But the whole NFC South has the easiest schedule. It's just the three other teams are maybe three of the worst teams in the league. So it exactly. still doesn't matter. The Saints are at such an advantage. Yeah. The Saints have a good team. And I, I like the Saints. And they're very deep. And I'm very – nobody's talking about them either. Which – I am. Yeah. You started, the, you started the conversation about the New Orleans Saints. Put that mm-hmm. on the record. And speaking of winning division titles, winning championships – Let's go into our playoff predictions, our way too early playoff predictions, where we can say kind of whatever we want, and we never really get held accountable for our predictions other than me with Trey Lance. But um, <laughs> we'll get things started. We'll start with the <laughs> AFC. I, I'm just rambling, but we'll start with the AFC. So one through seven, there are seven playoff teams. Top four are division winners, and I'll get things started. I got the number one seeded Jacksonville Jaguars. I've talked about the Jaguars all episode, and I'm just very high on them. I think that they have they're in a perfect situation to succeed, and I think the they have the offense to do it. And I think that they made some good acquisitions on the defensive side of the ball, and they're getting players back like Calvin Ridley, who I'm also very high on this season. I have them finishing number one. Number two, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. That's kind of a no brainer. You have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, uh, Travis Kelsey. It's a question mark. See, that's kind of where I also put in uh, some thought. Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee. Everybody knows that. Who knows what that what happens to him down the line? That if they don't have him, then or he reaggravates his knee injury, or God forbid something worse happens, and they miss him for extended period of time, they'll probably lose two extra games. So that's why I have them in that number two seed. Number three, I have the Buffalo Bills. I have the Bills winning the AFC East. Um, Griff, as you said before, this Bills team is kind of due. Last season was a disappointment for them, and I think that they finish around 13 and 4, 12 and 5. At the four seed, I have the Cincinnati Bengals, my number two team. Um, I think that the AFC North is a gauntlet. I think that every single team has a case to win that division, and every single team in that division also has a case to make the playoffs which goes in to my number five seed. I have the Cleveland Browns. No one's really talking about the Browns either. I love the Browns this year. I think that their offensive line is solidified. I think Deshaun Watson, with a full offseason of preparation with his receivers, in which they just acquired Elijah Moore for a bag of chips, who was a very talented receiver. You have Amari Cooper, David Njoku, and you have Nick Chubb, who is one of the best running backs in the NFL. And that defense just flies around. You have Miles Garrett, who's Probably the best player in football, best defensive player in football, up there at least, top three. I don't really think there's much of an argument. Um, Their secondary solidified by young players. You have Martin Emerson. You have Grant Delpit. You have guys. You have John Johnson. These guys make plays. This Cleveland Browns team, I think, is primed to make a playoff run or make the playoffs at the lowest. In the sixth seed, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I do – think that they're going to be a playoff team for <clears throat> as long as Justin Herbert's leading the helm there. Uh, if they don't make the playoffs, they're probably going to fire their coach. Defense is all right. You're getting J.C. Jackson back. Hopefully he can play up to that contract that he signed. And yeah, that's I have the Chargers. And I have my homework pick. I'm taking the Patriots to make the playoffs. It's a homework pick. That's kind of where I'm leaving it at. I think the defense is excellent. I think the offense has a big question mark about around it. But if you can have a good offense – I'm not saying great offense. If you're going to have a decent offense that can move the ball down the field and put put up some points every game, with the, I would consider a top five defense in the NFL. On the other side, you can go ten and seven and make the playoffs, maybe even nine and eight. I like that. I like that. I'm starting off. I got the Chiefs at one. It's the Chiefs. I mean, uh, there's really nothing else left to say there. I mean, besides the Kelsey factor, I still think whoever I think with Noah Brown is their backup. I believe rookie so i think i mean he'll fill in i don't think he'll put up the same amount of numbers obviously but he'll be able to get it done high on the jags i have them getting the second seed i really like them this year they have their division they're available they easily have a chance obviously to win and they're going to do a lot of damage i think they have that ability 
they're going to be good. Bills are going to win AFC East this year. I don't think that's a question. It's the Bills. They're due. They need like they need this literally. Um, then I have the Bengals coming out of the North without Joe Burrow. I don't know when he's coming back, but for the extended period of time, I think whenever he does return, I think they're right on track. Again, I have the Chargers at five. This is this is actually a statement year for them. They need to win, like Stoff said. I think if they don't make the playoffs, head coach is gone. I think they there's there's a lot of not good blood going around the Chargers, especially with Eckler. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's just too much going on. They need this playoff run. They need to need to get there. They need to be a team to get there. I love the Ravens this year. I think they're going to be really really good. I have them at the sixth seed, and then I have the seven as well as Stoff with the Pats. I need some hope this year, so throw them out there. Need to get that in that mindset of them making the playoffs. Yeah, so a lot of similarities, a few differences between mine and uh, the two of yours. Um, <clears throat> a lot of similarities, specifically at the top. I got the Chiefs at number one. Um, I'm saying this, you know, uh, assuming that Travis Kelsey is a okay and Chris Jones comes back in maybe a couple of weeks, maybe three, maybe four weeks. Uh, He's definitely not playing tonight. Um, I'm going to go with the, the Chiefs, a full loaded, fully loaded Chiefs team at one. I'm going to go with the Bills winning the AFC East at two, hence my Josh Allen MVP campaign. Um, the Jags at three, I'm super high on the Jags. I think that these three teams are going to kind of separate themselves and make the end of the season very interesting on who's going to be getting their bye, who's going to be getting a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I think it's first off going to be a hell of a season. I can't believe we haven't said that yet. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals at four, winning the North. I think the North is going to be comparable to Big Ten football in the 80s. I think it's just going to be running down people's throats. It's going to be insane. Um, I, It's going to be a hard-nosed division like it always is. Great running backs in that division. Great defenses in that division. I got the Bengals pulling it out. Joe Burrow, who we haven't seemed to talk about yet, in this episode, um, stop wearing the Bengals jersey. Um, we haven't talked about how big of a season they need to have, and I have them winning the North, but being the four seed, we can see what they do in the playoffs. To round it off, I got the Chargers at five, Jets at six, uh, Ravens at seven. I'm the only one with a Jet on here um, because you guys picked the Patriots. But uh, I think the Chargers are going to do exactly what they did the last year and the year before that. Uh, don't, I'm not saying that I don't believe in the Bolts, and I'm not a Bolt myself, uh, but I am getting pretty sick of it. That's about it. That's all I got. You know, Ravens. It's, it's funny that you brought up how Will and I didn't have the Jets. Um, I'm low on the Jets. I, I think I said it on our last our AFC East prediction video, but none of us have Dolphins either. In no, which I'm very funny. low on the Dolphins. Yeah, I think we're all pretty low on the Dolphins. I think we're all kind of unanimous with that as well. I think, and these lists are all pretty similar in each ways. I think each AFC team kind of had a little bit of a one team different on each of ours. But then let's go to the NFC where I see a little bit more shakeup. Uh, top four is kind of similar, but we have some different division winners, which is always interesting to see. Starting it off, I got the number one seed, the 49ers. I do think that this is kind of an obvious pick. Um, I think that they have the second best odds to make it to the Super Bowl out of the NFC behind the Eagles. And I just love the way that this team plays. The only question mark about this team is actually funny enough. It's at the quarterback position. Uh, everyone's so high on Brock Purdy, but who knows? You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it kind of feels like a Jimmy G 2.0. Where he always he started like what Jimmy G did with the Patriots. He was nasty those few games, and then he went to the 49ers, would get hurt, whatever, and then he'd be all right. But that's all you need to be in this offense is all right to compete with how good and deep this team is. We want to talk about how deep teams are. 49ers are probably the deepest team in the NFL, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They have some playmakers with some question marks at corner. But with that being said, they have like B – B to B minus type corners. You know what I mean? It's not like a weak point, but it's not the strong point. But it, they definitely make up for it on every other position. All right, number two, I got the Dallas Cowboys. I'm the only one here who has the Cowboys winning the NFC East. I am very high on the Cowboys. Um, I think it's do it's do or die for the Cowboys at this point. If they don't 
make some noise this year, I think that they're going to have crazy shakeup. They acquired Brandon Cooks. They got Stephon Gilmore. They got the pieces to take the next step. They drafted a defensive lineman out of Michigan. They solidified a hole on that team. I think that this team is very good. I think Dak Prescott's going to take care of the ball. You have CeeDee Lamb. You have Brandon Cooks. You have Michael Gallup. You can make plays. Tony Pollard is a sole running back in that team. Deuce Vaughn is creeping up, too. You never know what happens with him. He can play a pivotal role in, in that offense as the RB, too. I like how deep this team is. I like the playmakers they have. I have the Cowboys winning the NFC East as the number two seed. Now, I have the Saints winning the NFC South. I don't really think there's much of a question there. They have a very easy schedule. They have a very deep roster. Kamara's coming back. Michael Thomas is healthy. He's actually going to play. I have the Saints at three. I have the Lions at four. They finally won the division title. Uh, they have the roster to do it. And there's a lot of question marks around the rest of those teams in the division where you don't know what's going to happen. Five, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles are a good team. I think that they're the best team that's not going to win the division. Uh, they just went to the Super Bowl. How can you say otherwise? Jalen Hurst is unbelievable. Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown. If you go through that list of names on the team, they probably have the most names in the NFL. Them and the 49ers. And I just think that they're going to take a little bit of a step back, but not too much where it's glaringly obvious. I just think that the NFC East, there's so much shakeup year in and year out with who wins the division, and there's always a different team. Six, Griff, I have your Seahawks. I, Jackson Smith and Jigba is a great pick to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I agree with that. Uh, Geno Smith is probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. No one's talking about Kenneth Walker, even though he had an Offensive Rookie of the Year campaign. Jersey, my jersey is on the way. Just wait. Fire me up. Um, Bobby Wagner is back. Uh, I love the secondary. You have Tariq Wollin, Devin Witherspoon. That secondary is sick. You have some physical corners. You have Jamal Adams coming back. I think he's – is he playing week one? I don't remember. I don't think he is. But but Jordan Love from the Giants. Yeah, you. They have these. They have dogs on that team, and they're gonna make some plays. And especially that defensive line's a little more solidified. And I, I like the Seahawks this year. And I, at me putting him as a six seed isn't a, isn't a, a stab at him. It's just a nod to how wow. good the 49ers are, in my opinion. Playoffs. Seven. I have the Minnesota Vikings. Um, it's hard not to make the playoffs when you have Justin Jefferson. The, probably the best offensive player in the NFL. Uh, they got Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator who should solidify, help solidify that defense. They lost a lot of key players, so it's hard for me to put them in the seventh spot. It was kind of a toss-up between – this might be a shocker to you guys, but it was between the Vikings and the Packers for me in that seventh spot. Yep. Solid, solid. I got the Eagles, the one seed. I think they do it again. Um, I think this is this is the year where they still have it, and the next year is a, there's going to be a little bit of a bigger fall off. I think. I think they might have some retires retirees. They're going to age is going to affect that team a little bit on the defensive on the defensive side of the ball, maybe on the O line. Or I think they're going to have a transition year next year. But I think this is their last year to really complete what they really want to do with this team. I have the 49ers at second. I mean, I think this one's also pretty obvious. They're another solid team. How can you not pick them? And then I have the Lions at three. They're going to win the division. Division winners, obviously, they're going to be a squad this year. I think they're actually going to be really good. Saints, once again, the only person talking about the Saints right now is Griff, but Saints are going to be really good this year. They have probably the easiest path to win their division, so why not them? Um, for the same reason why Stav had the Eagles at five, I have the Cowboys at five. I think they're going to be the best team in the division, or the best team in the um, – in the NFC that doesn't make uh, that doesn't win the division with the Cowboys. Then I have the Seahawks at six and the Vikings at seven. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm joining you. I'm on the Eagles train for one more year uh, for a few different reasons. First off, I love their running back conditions. They imported a whole new running back room. They got DeAndre Swift. They got Rashad Penny, who doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, and I mean, they they are reloaded, rebooted. They're a bit different of a team, but that's what a team has to do to make another run out of Super Bowl. You can't come back with the same 53 guys. That's just not how Disney works. The NFL works in so many different ways. You got to have a couple of change-ups. Why not completely shift the way that you guys are going to be going out with the running back room? There's going to be a lot of potential for, you know, running backs going out on routes, running backs that if you need one yard, you can get it from your running back, you can get it from your quarterback, you can get it from your third string running back at this point too. I think that the Eagles really reloaded their offense. They kept their key guys on defense, added a couple of rookies that are 
supposed to and I expect to make an instant impact. Um, I, I like the way that they reloaded, and I'm not saying that they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I have them at the top of the NFC. I think they're going to be a fantastic regular season team. Number two, we have my Seattle Seahawks, and both of you guys have the 49ers up there for the same reason. I have the winners of the NFC West up there as well, but I have the Seattle Seahawks. I think that they're going to stun a lot of people, just like I believed in them last year to make the playoffs. I believe in them this year to win the division, and I think that they have everything it takes and more to put up 40 points at Levi at SoFi at anywhere it may be. And that offense is really going to boost the holes on defense um, <clears throat> tremendously. I think that the Seahawks go somewhere around a 12 and five, if they can get lucky, maybe a 13 and four, which is like totally, totally ceiling. But I think that they could sneak their way into a 12 and five and end up battling, maybe tying the 49ers for the NFC West, owning the tiebreaker, maybe beating them out by a game. I love the Seahawks this year. Please just wait on it. Trust me once again. Um, you can either – I've been telling people this since uh, last weekend with college football week one, everybody that I'm getting picks with, if I miss a bet, if I miss something, you can either hop off the next stop or you can keep riding with me because this is going to be one long season. And it's going to make a stop each week. You can get off. But the deal is once you get off, you can't come back on. So – this is going to be a train that's running all season. The Seahawks I have on my train all season. I have them the number two seed in the NFC. Um, you could say it's bold, but nobody thought the Eagles were going to win the conference last year. I think that this is a very deep team, a fantastic team. Stop naming all the guys on it already. We'll obviously talk about the Seahawks for the rest of the season. Um, number three, kind of for a similar reason, I compare this team with the Seahawks, the Detroit Lions, fantastic coaching staff, very deep team. Just not like – not superstars, right? No, like, cover of Madden guys on these teams, but there are guys at each and every position that go and do their job at a very efficient rate, and they win football games. They're going to win a lot of football games. I got the Saints, Coach of the Year, at the four seed. I have all of these teams winning 11 games. The NFC is going to be stacked. It's not going to be top-heavy. It's going to continue on through the wild card. That's why I got – the 49ers at five, I have them very similarly with the Seahawks um, record-wise. Then I got the Cowboys and the Vikings wrapping it off. The Vikings are going to make the playoffs this year. I hate when people think they aren't. They are going to make the playoffs. Justin Jefferson should have put him as Offensive Player of the Year. We didn't do Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I feel like Offensive Player of the Year is just kind of MVP. the best player that's not quarterback. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, we all have Justin Jefferson. Yeah, it's, so, it's Justin Jefferson. All right, and boys, that wraps up the future predictions. Let's talk about the present. And the present is week one. Week one's here. We're recording this on Thursday. The spreads that we're going to talk about are as of Wednesday, September 7th, or 6th. My apologies. So the lines could have shifted maybe a half a point or so. But I, I think they're going to be pretty consistent throughout this. Um, I don't think we have any stipulations for spread picks, but we Griff and I have our our little side bet for lock of the week, and we'll we'll talk about lock of the week at the end. Don't say your lock of the week as we're going through the predictions. We'll give our lock of the week. Mm-hmm. Just say at, just yeah, pick just go through it as normal. Okay, starting off with Thursday night, it's the kickoff tonight. Kansas City Chiefs at home. The reigning Super Bowl champions, minus four and a half versus the young, fun, and exciting Detroit Lions. Boys, I got Kansas City here. It feels like one of those things where it's the obvious pick, and I feel like a lot of people are just saying Lions money. And I I really don't think that I can see a world where Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs team loses week one at home after a Super Bowl championship. That's all I'm leaving it at. Yeah, I mean, this is the obvious pick here. You got to go Kansas City, especially at home off the Super Bowl victory. Regardless if Travis Kelsey is there, or he isn't. Obviously, he's not going to be. But I just, I don't really see a world where the Detroit the Detroit Lions come in and they shock us Week One against the Super Bowl champions. I, this is this is a cakewalk game for the Chiefs. They're getting lucky to start off without Travis Kelsey, and they have an easy win the first week. 
Yeah, I think that this is going to be an exciting game, but I don't think it's going to be exciting for the reasons that we usually think football games are exciting for. I don't think there's going to be a ton of points. I think that this is going to be a rough game. I think that where the Lions really prevail is on the opposite side of the ball of where the Chiefs really prevail. So I think it's going to be a fantastic offense versus a great defense, and I think it's going to be a true test, true test, excuse me, for the Lions defense opening up the season Thursday night, the first game that's being played of the season. I don't think that they're going to be, you know, good enough to be in front of those lights yet. I think Detroit falls. I think it's going to be a hell of a test. And I think the Lions are going to put up a good fight in this game. But four and a half is a close line. I thought it was going to be a little bit more, maybe over even a touchdown originally, maybe because Kelsey out. I mean, these lines, these lines are as of the sixth. Yeah. But still. I think that is incorporating Kelsey being out because I think the line opened at seven. Still so, take them. Next, we'll move on to the Sunday slate. The first game on the list, we have the Atlanta Falcons minus three and a half at home versus the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young, the first overall pick, his first career start. And, boys, I want to bring up an interesting stat that I saw today where the last 11 quarterbacks drafted first overall that started week one. I know it's a little loaded. They're 0-10-1 against the spread week one. And I'm taking that into consideration. I was going to say, just like in my head, I didn't have any numbers. I was just going to say number one overall picks don't win week one. That yeah. was my only so, reasoning. Yeah, I, I have Atlanta here. I have Atlanta minus three and a half. And we talk about how everyone's sleeping on the Saints. This Falcons team, uh, we don't have them making the playoffs. Really sure. that, but they, they could make some noise. I think that they're going to be a tough team for teams to face. I mean, it's all up to Desmond Ritter. But you have Bijan Robinson. You have really good receivers, I think, with Drake London Pitts. and Kyle Pitts' return. I mean, it's one of those things where this Falcons team isn't bad, and I just don't think Carolina really has the guys to do it, especially with Brian Burns possibly holding out week one. I mean, I agree. I also, like you guys, I don't think I've ever seen first overall pick ever win week one. Also, I, I'm actually, I do like this Atlanta team. I think they're decent, and I don't love Carolina don't think they're going to be good all year long. I'm not saying that Bryce Young isn't going to be good, but I just don't think as a team they're going to be good. Atlanta it is. Move us on. So, yeah, moving on to the next one. We have Baltimore minus 10 versus Houston. And it's kind of funny. We're all unanimous with our first three picks, and then it switches up a little bit. But we all – I mean, I'm, I'm going to say my, I have Houston minus 10 – or plus 10, I'm sorry. Um, it's, it's I feel like how you described – this Kansas City game tonight, Griff. I'm going to describe this game. I think that it's kind of be it's going to be one of those like a lot of mistakes are going to be made, low scoring, and if it's a low scoring game and a large spread in the NFL, ten points is a lot of points for an NFL team to have to cover. CJ Shroud could surprise some people, and I, I think Baltimore's going to win outright, but I think Houston's going to cover the ten points. Love it. I love it. I'm right there with you. I think that. This ties in perfectly with this Thursday night game. I think that a brand new head coach coming in, obviously a defensive specialist, one of the better middle linebackers to do it in our era of watching football, is going to come out there. He's going to have something to prove on that defensive front. And that works perfectly against Baltimore because Baltimore's defense is extremely good too. So why not make it a dogfight, right, and try to stop that quarterback, um, try to put Zay Flowers – in his place, kind of. I mean, he's getting so much hype. He's getting so much yeah, hype. Yeah. I, all I'm saying, I'm, I, I'm not saying that I don't believe in Zay Flowers, but I went to a Boston College game. Will was there, too. We went to a Boston College game, Will. Zay Flowers played in that game. I'm going to be honest. I, I, We were there. I don't remember a lot from it. I'm going to be honest. I remember I was like, oh, like we can go watch a draft prospect. Zay Flowers, and he did nothing. So I think that this Baltimore offense has a lot to work on uh, chemistry wise. I think they'll get there, but week one, 10 points is a lot. I'm going to go Houston and Houston's defense coming through another low scoring game. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I do love the AFC North this year though. Um, so how about we move on to a big AFC North matchup? We got the Browns. We got the Bengals. Bengals favored by two and a half. I'll lead off here. Um, I just drafted Joe Burrow in the first round of my dynasty league. So I'm going to be picking Cincinnati every week. Um, minus two and a half. Uh, the Bengals need to win this game because I need to do good in this dynasty league. And 
Joe Burrow is officially my guy from here on out. He is my quarterback. Um, all for the questions, the rankings goes, Gino, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Wow. I thought you were about to give the ranking above uh, Joe Herbert for a second. Close. It's close. Will, He's my quarterback, though. Will, what do you got here? Um, I also have Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I just don't love Cleveland this year, like, at all. I don't know what it is. I, I just don't like them at all. I I really don't have other words for this game. I think Cincinnati covers. I'm going to take the opposite approach, which is shocking, I feel like. I feel like last year I took the Bengals in every single game. You're wearing a Bengals jersey. I'm literally wearing a <laughs> Bengals jersey. The Bengals are my number two team. But I'm going to be real. I have the Browns winning. I have the Browns winning outright, to be honest. Um, they're home, first of all. That dog pound's going to be going crazy. Um, the Bengals always have early season struggles. And Burrow has a kind of bum calf right now. And it, it it's going to hurt him against his pass rush, in my opinion. And I think that the Browns went outright. I have Cleveland covering plus two and a half, and I'm going to take a money line hypothetically. Next game, we got the Indianapolis Colts. Versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is pretty unanimous. I feel like we can skip right through this. We all have the Jaguars mm-hmm. here minus five. Skip. Yep. yep. Next, kind of similar, Minnesota versus Tampa Bay. I don't I don't really like Baker right now. I need to see it to believe it. Uh, they lost a lot of players. They obviously lost Tom Brady. It's hard to rebound after Tom Brady. And the Vikings are a pretty good team. I don't think anyone can cover Justin Jefferson on that Buccaneers defense. I got the Vikings minus six. We're all similar with that. And then same thing here. Washington minus seven versus Arizona. Arizona's god awful. 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 They, I won't pick Arizona once so this year. I will not pick them they once this year. Are so bad and their head coach is an idiot. Um they're actively trying to go 0 and 17, in my opinion. Josh Dobbs is their starting quarterback. Wow. <laughs> rocket scientist. Yeah, but he makes football look like rocket science. And I have I have Washington minus seven. Commanders are all right. Uh, new ownership at home too. Yeah, so. sure. UNC. Yeah, yeah. They, they got some cool. Games. All right, this one. This is actually going to be a very fun game in my opinion. Uh, we'll go pick by pick here. The Chicago Bears at home versus the Green Bay Packers. A rivalry. I have the Green Bay Packers covering one point. I, that means I have them winning outright. <laughs> well, uh, I got the Bears. Love the Bears. Give me the Bears. The Bears. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go to the Bears too. Um, I think it's a big season for Justin Fields, kind of similarly how I said with Josh Allen. Um, do it all yourself. See what you can do. Go out there, move down the field with your feet. Um, maybe run for 100 yards, throw for 250, some crazy numbers like that. Um, I think Justin Fields goes out there week one, fresh system, fresh slate, fresh season. And he's going to go out there and give it his all and make Jordan Love look like an idiot. This is going to be a great matchup, though. I love the Fields versus Love rivalry that's blossoming. I don't think – because I think at most we have, like, two Jay Cutlers. Like, I I maybe Justin Fields is, like, a pro bowler. Like, maybe – I mean, an all-pro. All-pro. Like, I see, like, Jordan Love could maybe be a pro bowler. Justin Fields could definitely be a pro bowler, maybe an all-pro. I, I think that it's going to be fun, like a little back and forth. Like a, if it, if Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger yeah. the same. The battle of mid. Yeah. Yes. All right. Next game, I'm on an island here. Patriots versus the Philadelphia Eagles, the reigning NFC champion going into Foxborough, taking on the Patriots. I have the Patriots plus four in this one. I'm not saying they're going to win outright. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And with low-scoring games, I think that the underdogs cover. Um, <laughs> I can see this game being like a 20-17 a to 17 type game. Whoever wins, wins. But there's a lot of momentum with the Patriots right now. This is Tom Brady's jersey retirement game. There's going to be a buzz. There's going to be an electricity in Gillette Stadium. And it's probably the last time ever that Tom Brady is – on the field at Gillette Stadium yeah. as a Thinks about Foxborough, Massachusetts. Yeah. So, I mean, he'll, he may go back to games or whatever, but he will never be on the middle of that field being cheered as he is right now. 
or Ever. as you will be on Sunday. So I have the Patriots plus four. I picked the Eagles. I think this might get this game might get ugly. Like I, I'm scared. This Breaking game. news: Travis Kelsey out. All right. Continue. Oh. Breaking news: My new office chair delivered. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared this game's gonna get ugly. I just like I don't see a world that we win this game or cover. I got the Eagles too. Um, I think that. I don't know, dude. I, I don't believe in the Patriots. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be honest. If you guys have, haven't been able to tell throughout the predictions, I don't fucking believe in this team. I think that they're not going to be that good. I think that the defense is fantastic. I love the defense. When Bill Belichick brings out a defense at the start of a year, I believe in that defense. But there's a lot of guys on that offense that I'm not in love with. And I just think that give it some time. I don't believe in them right now. That doesn't mean in three weeks uh, I'll be in the same state, right? But I, I'm not a big fan of them this week against the Eagles. I think that they need some time to gel. They need some real game experience. Go out there with your number ones for a full game. See where it takes you. Adjust from there. I think that, you know, this is still a rebuild. And we're piecing back to get into the playoffs. And I think that this is the first real shot. Like, you made the playoffs a couple years ago. And – had a tough loss to Buffalo. We were in Stahl's basement for that. Um, <clears throat> I think that this is the first, like, prove it year, right? Like, let's go to the playoffs maybe win a game. And I think that there's going to be bu- some uh, bumps and bruises along the way. Nothing better than an old-fashioned bump on week one against a team that I also have winning the NFC. I have to take All right. There goes that. All right. Next, we have the Denver Broncos versus the Vegas Raiders. Um Broncos are all right. They have a good roster. Uh, Sean Payton's going to – he's whipping Russell Wilson into shape. Uh, he's basically calling him out on all of his bullshit, and I love yeah. to see all these reports, and I think that it, it should work, and it, it's no better way to do it against Vegas because there's so many problems in Vegas right now. So far. Uh, you guys see what's going on with Chandler Jones over there? That was wild. <laughs> so yesterday or two days ago, he posted on his Instagram story that – the Raiders locked him out of the facility. And he just wanted to go in and work out, and they locked him out. So then he couldn't get in contact with anyone. No one was answering his calls. Whatever, he was pissed off. He took it to Instagram. And then the Raiders sent a wellness check to his house. And, what? like, they had, like, a, like feds go to his house to make sure he was okay. And he's like, I'm just trying to fucking work out. And he's calling it. He's saying that he doesn't want to play for the Raiders anymore. And there's a whole spiel about. Oh, they're going to lose by a million this week. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a great week for Denver to be playing them. I'm thinking about changing my lock of the week. This isn't my lock of the week, but I'm thinking about it. But I just don't think Sean Payton's going to lose his first game back in the NFL, regardless of who they're playing. Oh, yeah, no chance. After all the shit that he's done this. Summer? Are you yeah. kidding me? No, if he goes out there and loses, he might get fired. If he goes out there and loses to Vegas, nonetheless, he might get fired. Are you like <laughs> you're calling out people that are working for other franchises and telling them that the job they, they did was essentially terrible? Like this is he was like, yeah, these guys are dog shit. And then I mean, caused the whole rivalry between the Jets. They're not even they're not even gonna play each other, are they? Yeah, they are week like thirty. Oh, they do play each other this year still. I mean, oh, that's gonna be one hell of a game. They're gonna get blown out, but not this week. Not this week. Right. Denver minus three and a half. Next game, we have the Chargers and Miami Dolphins. I have the Chargers covering this. Dolphins, Chargers. Chargers at home. I Both feel like up. the Chargers exposed the Dolphins last year. You guys remember that Sunday night game? How they do it every year. They do it every year. Joseph yeah. Herbert was better than Tua. Every and year they do it every year. It's my QB. The Dolphins can't throw. Over the middle of the earth. They can't throw to the boundaries. Cover the middle of the field. Imagine imagine if they took Justin Herbert. I that they would probably win the AFCs every year. That's the that it should have. I don't imagine, imagine the course of this podcast if Justin Herbert went to the Dolphins. I wouldn't be a Bolts fan. <laughs> now would you guys what would what would your team be? Probably like the Falcons or the Panthers. I think wow. Hey, we started at the bottom with the Chargers. 
Like I like I yeah, like Derwin. Like, like I would have just be a Derwin James fan, and then Justin Herbert showed up, and my life changed. So were you? Did you guys declare Justin Herbert? Or did you guys declare yourselves as a Bolts fan before Herbert or after he got drafted? No, we both liked the Bolts, but we decided the summer going into that season, like the, the summer going into that draft, was the summer that we started the podcast, and we were like, wherever Justin Herbert goes. Okay. That's going to have to be our team because okay. we love That's Justin Herbert in Oregon. I never knew why you guys picked the Bolts. I just kind of went with it. But, but the Bolts was perfect. Yeah. It, obviously, like, perfect team you could have went to. We were like, that was what we were hoping for. We did a mock draft. We did mock – pull up the files. We did a mock draft. We had Justin Herbert. We both did go into the Chargers. And we were like, yeah, this is going to be perfect. Two was going to go, and then, and then the Chargers are going to be wide open for Herbert. Yeah, that's a good pick. It was all part of the plan. Yeah, you guys – or the script writers. This is deep rooted. Like this is day one. Charlie, this is a Chargers podcast. Yeah. I'm glad that we. I now know that story. All right. Next, Griff, do your do your intro for this. This is your team. Um, basically, the boys are going home to their second home. They're so rich. They have two homes: one in Seattle, one in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium because the Seattle Seahawks are traveling down south. I think it's a home game. Oh yeah, it is a home game. Sorry, I was reading it on the yeah left side. I was reading it on the document. It was a. It is a home game. It is a home game. I was reading it on the document. Left side is home. Restart. Restart. Yeah. Where are we? Europe. Um. Okay. Restart. You threw me off my. If you're coming at my neck this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we all have the Seahawks. Let's just rip the bandaid here. Favorite five and a half against the Los Angeles Rams. Um, it, first off, first question, yes or no question, is Matthew Stafford the starting quarterback of the Rams? Yeah. I mean, this team is going to be absolutely terrible this year. Cooper <laughs> Cup out week one. Um, Seattle favored up. by five and a half is kind of disrespectful. I thought it was – okay, two reasons I thought it was a, in a way game. First off, because the Rams are on the right side of the dock. Uh, and second off, because we're only favored by five and a half points. Like, what is happening? We're going to beat this team by – at least two touchdowns. Um, the Seahawks going into this year, you guys have heard enough about them from me. Just an absolutely fantastic squad. Um, a few dark spots on defense that will get shown this week. So I actually think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game, too. I think Gino goes out there, puts up 40-plus points. Um, and, yeah, great start to the season. Go Hawks. Yeah, we're all in the same boat. You said it perfectly. I think the Rams fucking suck. Their defense is – Aaron Donald's good. The rest of that team sucks. That There's no – the offensive line's terrible. Cam Akers sucks. They have Hunka Nua, whoever the fuck that is, as wide receiver one. You have Matthew Stafford with a broken back throwing a Ben Stronic on out routes. That This is probably going to be a blowout. Um, yeah, Seahawks, Seahawks minus five and a half. It's an easy pick. Um, let's go to Sunday Night Football. We have the New York Giants – Versus the Dallas Cowboys. Giants are home. Dallas favored by three. We're all unanimous with this one. We'll talk about it. Um, doesn't matter if the Giants are home at all. Dallas storms in. It's going to be I, – I honestly, I think they picked them apart on Sunday Night Football. They're due. They had a bad loss last year, Sunday Night Football, against the Buccaneers. They have to make a strong start to this season. This season is a lot for the Cowboys. This is, like, actually the make or break here, like, completely for them. So yeah. this is this is a good way to start their season. Every year the Cowboys come out really strong. We think they're going to win the Super Bowl, and every year the Giants come out very weak, and we think that they're going to get the first overall pick. And then they both meet in the middle and miss the playoffs. Like they, this is what happens every year. Well, the the Cowboys usually make the playoffs, but the Giants fall short. Um, I think that the Cowboys are going to come out in Week One and, like I just said, look like they're going to be the team that's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, I expect nothing less. There's nothing like an NFC East matchup on Sunday night football. I feel like that happens every single week. Um, and it's just so great to see it on week one. Dallas is going to beat them. Um, it's going to be a clobber. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Monday night football wrapping up week one. We have the New York football Jets versus the Buffalo Bills. Jets are home. Uh, Buffalo favored by two and a half. I have the Jets here. Um, it's one of those things where 
there's a lot of momentum for this team. I know that there's a lot of question marks, and I'm pretty low on the Jets, but I think it's just going to play into this perfect fantasy of New York Jets football throughout this season, where the Jets every single year they have. Here's the you know how you know that meme where it's like a circle. It's like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So to start every single NFL season, the Jets great free agency, great draft, extreme hype, playoff hope, division hope. Start of the season. That's where we are right now. Good start of the season. It all fucking crumbles down and they lose. And it's just an ever-ending cycle for probably, what, the last seven years? Yeah, I mean, like that. Think of how many names have just gone through that Jets locker room where everyone's like, oh, my God, they're going to get us to the playoffs. And <clears throat> they end up with a top 10 pick. They had the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year last year, and they didn't make the fucking playoffs. Their offensive line isn't that good, but with all that being said, I have the Jets winning on Monday Night Football. <laughs> Fuck the Bills. Um, I'm right there with you with the Jets. Um, I was actually tossed up with this game. I thought the Bills were originally at home, um, but they're not. This is another home away mistake for me. Um, and I feel like I also haven't taken an underdog, like, at all, mostly. I, I don't think – I mean, I – I took a few underdogs, but I went through it. Like a couple, but like the big spreads. And I think that the Jets win this at home. I have these teams splitting in their division series. Got to win the game at home. And what better way to do it in week one and make those guys believe, just like you said, stop. Um, The Jets, you know, everybody knows about them because they're the team on hard knocks right now. The Bills have a lot to prove. I think the Bills lose this game, and then maybe they don't lose. They might not lose again. Um, I changed my pick last second. I realized what day Monday was. It's more than just a game in New York on Monday. Go Jets. Mm. All right. That wraps up week one, kind of. We have our lock of the week remaining. Now, Griff and I, this, what if we both go undefeated? Uh, if we'll we both go undefeated. Like, uh, no, if we both go, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we both go perfect for lock of the week, you need to like pay for our tuition. What? <laughs> we'll, pay we'll for my, uh, um, pay for my college debt. Yeah. What do we? What's the stipulate? I mean, it's head. It's mono e mono one v one. Whoever yeah. picks more lock. If of we week. go perfect, if we go perfect, Will has to pay for our trip to next year's Big East tournament. Yes. That's fair. That's so fair. It's like, that's like basically a jersey. It's like that's a like, little, little bit more than it's a like jersey. ten. No way! It's not a thousand dollar trip for all of us combined. Yeah, it wasn't that is not a thousand dollar trip for three people. I mean, might get like it might be like half of that. Yeah. Well, if we go perfect, we're not going perfect, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Fuck you. I'm going perfect. I'm yeah, now I'm going perfect. Now I'm going perfect. Just you said yep, here we go. All right, here we go. Griff, I don't even care about the jersey, but I just want to go perfect now. Yeah, now we're just going perfect. Now yep. yeah. we're teamed back up. Yeah. So my lock of the week for week one, I have the Jaguars minus five. Um, I feel like we all could have picked this, but I just got to it first. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love the Jags this week. Yeah. I'm not saying well, that's a basic pick. I'm saying that's a great pick. We yeah. want to go undefeated, and we are. Yep. Well, well, <laughs> um, I got Chargers minus three, lock of the week. Um, I'm lucky to call Justin Herbert my QB in my dynasty league. Uh, bolt up. Um, I got the Seahawks minus five and a half. We talked about it. It's going to be an absolute smashing. Um, Bobby Wagner, welcome back. He's going to get a standing O, raising that twelve flag week one on a Sunday at one twenty-five Pacific Standard Time. There's just something different in the air over in the Pacific Northwest, in Seattle, Oregon. The boys making their way through the tunnel. It's just Seattle a different what? environment. Oregon. Um, I know. I said Oregon. Um, I was – dude, I'm still – yeah, I'm having a rough day. Jeez, um, did I say or- – I was thinking of Portland because I was thinking of PNW. You should have just been thinking of uh, – You should have just said I was thinking about Justin Herbert's Oregon. 
there's so many different things I'm thinking about right now while I'm speaking. Um, because the Chargers suck, and Justin Herbert sucks, and the Seahawks are winning the Super Bowl this year, so they got to do it by covering the spread this week against the Rams. I'm totally fucking folding the end of this episode right now. So I'm going to pass it back to Stoff. Go Seahawks, Super Bowl champs. You're so – you're – you're just dreaming of a world where we get our New York City trip paid for. and Dude, there's just so many things going on. Yeah. We really loaded. Can you blame me? We loaded a lot of stipulations for this episode that were not planned. Like, I I was just going through what we're going to talk about. Oh, I've been thinking about the uh, Jersey bet all day. All day? So, you just, like, were going to come at me regardless to open this for, episode. The first thing I was going to say on this episode was going to be me against you on the picks. Okay. Well, the first thing you said on this episode was the intro. So. Well, and then you repeated the intro. I didn't repeat the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I went through the intro of operation. Jersey bet. Yeah, Jersey bet. Huh, what jersey am I going to get? Will, you have to pick one. Are we? Are you going to pay for... Yeah, no, Will will pick. Will will pick and pay for shipping. Yeah. Well, <laughs> why am I paying for the jersey that you guys are betting with each other? I'm not no, just the shipping, just undefeated. Just... Oh, because you have to pay for New York and buy the jersey in New York. <laughs> in New York, uh, yeah, one of the stores. Do they have an NFL store in New York City? They must. Why didn't we go to? Have to. I think it's not near where we were. Anyways, um, that's gonna do it for yeah, this episode. Yeah. I gotta take it out because, wow, what an episode! We hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we will be, oh, wow. Jeez, I'm so bad today, but we will be, be I did it again. Uh, we will be back next week with a recap of all NFL, moving on to week two as well. But we don't want to move on before we haven't seen any of the action starting on Thursday night. We hope you guys enjoy our first week back with football. We will catch you guys next week. Uh, my apologies for being an idiot the whole episode, and peace. Peace.